1: Interested in starting your own podcast? Then Anchor is the right platform for you. When it comes to creating a podcast and editing and producing, Anchor has all the necessary tools for you to have a top-notch product. Anchor also distributes to your favorite podcast platforms such as Apple Podcasts and Spotify. They even give you the opportunity to make money like we are right now just by having them as a sponsor. The best part? It's completely free to download and use. Download Anchor in the App Store or on Google Play and get your podcast started today. Welcome to the Say Hey Podcast, a San Francisco Giants podcast for the real ones. Give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Say Hey Podcast. Follow me at Say Hey Doug. Follow Rob at Say Hey Rob on Twitter. Make sure you're subscribed and following on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. That is where you can hear all of our episodes. And uh, if you're feeling like you're in a good mood, go give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Leave a nice comment and we would deeply appreciate it. The Say Hey podcast finally has a sponsor. We are sponsored by Manteca Bedquarters. Whether you're located in the Bay Area or the Central Valley, head out to Manteca and visit Manteca Bedquarters for great rates on mattresses from Stearns & Foster, tempur and other top brands. Manteca Bedquarters also has bedroom furniture and bedding accessories. Located on the corner of Maine and Yosemite in Manteca, visit MantecaBedquarters.com for more details. Rob, what's going on, man?
2: Oh man, it's just a beautiful rainy Saturday morning out here in the uh valley for
1: us. My weather.
2: Yeah. and my weather too. You know, it's you know, it's actually, you know, it feels like football season a little bit when it rains, you know, even though football's almost over. But now nah, I feel real good this morning. You know, was off last night, so I got a good night's sleep. So no, I'm ready to hammer this thing out.
1: Now we're recording this on December twelfth, Saturday morning. It's nine, ten AM. I have a cup of coffee here that I'm drinking, uh, kind of to wake me up. Even though I am an uh, early morning guy, I have a coffee. Robbie, are you, are you drinking, like, a monster coffee? What are you drinking right now? No, you know what? I'm
2: taking it light today, so I went okay. Coors Light. Coors Light? <laughs> yeah, it is, uh, you know, it is early. I will admit that, but normally there's big football on at this time, but obviously with all the cancellations – you know, we didn't get Ohio State-Michigan today. We didn't get – I didn't get my Sooners this morning, which both are supposed to be on right now. So, I was mentally prepared on Tuesday to be drinking at 9 a.m. Saturday morning. And once I'm mentally prepared, I can't go back.
1: It's been a – it's been a weird week. I'm a, I'm a Michigan fan, diehard Michigan fan. So, uh, you know, it's odd that we don't get an Ohio State game this year. Um, but, you know, in reality, it's it's nice knowing that we're not going to get beat by 50 points today. So, that's how I feel about it. Yeah,
2: it's something you don't want to admit to, but, you know, it's the truth. So, why not just say it? Why not just say it? I didn't want to fucking lose today. <laughs> so, you're not.
1: That's a good point. <laughs> hey, uh, so, winter meetings came and passed this week. Um, I would say it's probably the more quiet winter meetings we've had in a while and that's in big part due to the uh the pandemic a lot of a lot of teams you know first of all the meetings were on zoom like we're recording right now so there was no in-person meeting obviously and um just the amount of revenue that teams lost this year got hit hard so they don't necessarily have the annual spending options or availability that they can to either you know, go sign a big free agent or bring in any trades or bring in any pieces via trade this year. So it was kind of a weird, quiet week uh, regarding the winter meetings.
2: Yeah, you know, we didn't, really didn't hear anything big. It just sucked because it's kind of come a tradition, you know, where you can just turn on MLB Network and you see Ken Rosenthal and, you know, and all these other guys just kind of lurking outside the hotel being like, all right, man, what? what did you hear, ma'am? You, you know, what's, what's going on in there. And we didn't get that this year and it just kind of sucks. And really even on Twitter and Facebook and all the social media outlets, I mean, they've been very hush-hush about anything big going on, but I think you got players kind of getting away with, with their families and stuff. And they're just, they're not, they're not diving into uh, 2021 just yet, I, but it's understandable. There's a lot going on in the world right now. And there's, there's bigger things, I guess, going on for these uh, millionaires and making more millions. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Um, so before we get into the bulk of our episode, I figured maybe we can just touch on some giant specific topics. They did sign uh, Matt Whistler this week, um, who's a reliever that was with the Twins last year. Um, pitched in 18 games, uh, 25 and a third. He uh he did only have one save, but dude had a 107 ERA and um, had 35 strikeouts in just over those 25 innings. So, um, you know, they're bringing in a guy that, you know, actually started his career off as a starter, um, but has moved to the pen. He's only 28 years old. They only brought him in, I think, for like 1.15 mil. It was a it was a cheap deal so yeah i'm all for it uh the the most i heard really i was listening to the locked on giants podcast that ben capsic runs actually pretty good pretty good uh podcast he knows his stuff it is um and uh he was saying that whistler threw like 81 percent sliders this last season oh it's and, sergio romo now uh, dude Maybe even a higher clip um and I guess he's wanting to use it even more. So I, I, his his slider must just be deadly. I, I want to look more into this guy and see what he can offer. But it's nice to see the Giants bring in a guy that could potentially get better. Again, he's only 28, and, you know, they could use all the bullpen help they would, they can get.
2: Yeah. Uh, when I think about Whistler, I think of his early days with Atlanta. You know, he's a big guy, 6'3". This is kind of the way they've been going about signing their pitchers. They've been they've been signing these these tweeners the last couple of years, where you know he's he's a starter, but you know we want to bring him out of the pen. But you you know damn well you know he's ended up getting some starts. Just like that was the word with Tyler Anderson. Oh, I think we're going to use him out of the pen a little a little bit more primarily. And the next thing you know, he's getting six starts in, in a row. And I can see that happening with Whistler. But yeah, he started off really good in his in his career with Atlanta, you know, he, was, he was he was eight and eight. You know, he was on a, a couple of those pretty good brace teams. But I, the, the, the league kind of caught up with him a little bit. And now that he's transitioned into a bullpen arm, I think he's kind of resurrected his career. But with Farhan and Kepler, I, I could see him somehow sneaking back into the rotation at times. But we'll see.
1: Good. Yeah. And um, you're seeing that a lot more what you said about starters turning into relievers. I mean, guys that are getting seen second, third time around, um, you know, not as successful, but you know, getting moved to the pens, not the the only big thing you're going to maybe lose is some ego and a lot of cash. But, uh, you know, if, if you're able to prolong your career heading to the pen, that's why, like, you know, we touched about it, touched on it a few months ago, talking about like a Jeff Samarja, in my opinion, guys in his mid thirties, um, Still throws fairly hard when he's healthy. But the thing is is once he gets seen the second time around, you know, he gets he gets beat up. I think I think Samarja could prolong his career for maybe three, you know, he could throw for maybe three, four more years if he moves to the pen. So um seeing guys do that is not um, you know, out of the ordinary in today's baseball. So No, it's the new um, thing.
2: It's a new thing.
1: It is. And I know I know last week. We had the tender, non-tender deadline, and we don't have to go too deep into that. But the um, the one thing that it was a little interesting, because obviously we had a little catching, um, you know, deal that was uncertain, I would say, this last season, albeit 60 games. But, you know, guys like you and I were fighting for Joey Bart to get up there. Um, the first few games that he actually did finally get caught up, he he was pretty good. But then after that, you could see that he just was really lacking – uh, major league experience. And, um, you know, pitchers found him out quick. And after that, he was, he was a struggle, like those last 20, 25 games. Um, so the Giants did end up bringing back Chadwick Trump on a major league deal, surprisingly. But you got to factor in um, Buster Posey will be back this next season. Um, should be healthy, a year rested. Um, he's 34 now, but, uh, you know, still a very, you know, good catcher. Um, and a trusted leader in the middle of that lineup. Uh, Trump, I'm, I'm believing they're going to bring him back. He'll be the full-time backup catcher, maybe get a spot start or two, um, you know, once every 10 games or whatever. Um, because it sounds like they want Joey Bart to start down in Sacramento, um, right, at least to right. start season. So interesting that they brought back Trump.
2: Yeah, I think, uh, you know, Trump was a Cueto's person catcher too. So True. that, that could really work, work out for, for him. You'll get one, one start a week. And, and, you know, I think the situation with Posey, you know, we really don't know. I, I think we're hoping for the best that he's healthy and had a year off and he comes back a, you know, a little rejuvenated, but you never know. And uh, yeah, I think it's the right move to send a uh, Bart back down to AAA, you know, to start the season. But with last year, if you remember, the main reason they brought him up it wasn't for his bat. It was that man. They had no freaking answer defensively behind the plate. Yeah, true,
1: true.
2: Trump Trump couldn't do it every every day. And yeah, Barr struggled at the plate, but he was still a better hitter than Trump. And and defensively, they you know they were about the same. But you know, Tyler heineman I mean, I hope he's not listening. <laughs> but, uh, but all those catch interferences. I mean, that Awful. was the craziest. That was the craziest thing I've ever seen. That was stuff you see you know, in in little league. So yeah, I, I think. I think you know they rushed a Bart a, a little bit, but but yeah, I, I think it's going to be uh, beneficial to him to you know start, start off and sack and uh, you know kind of go about the process the way he was probably supposed to.
1: But you know, I, looking back on it, and we'll we'll shift here real quick. But I, I still don't think it was the wrong thing to do to bring up Bart. You know, he did oh. have a limited limited amount of AB experience in the minors, um, but. You know, this shortened season, 60 games, um, you know, they brought him up late enough where he doesn't burn a year of uh, eligibility or his rookie status, you know. So it was uh, – I thought it was still okay no matter how he performed. Um, and he got some experience while he's at it. So if he, if he happens to spend, you know, all of up till September of this next season in Sacramento, uh, you know, gaining experience or even the entire season, you know. Right, right. And they don't need him in September – Whatever, man. I'm all for it. Um, just, just hopefully he's ready by 2022, and um, you know, which is I believe the last year of Buster Posey's contract, anyway. So, yes. Uh, who knows? That could work out. So, what we wanted to really focus on today was what a lot of people are talking about, and that's uh, you know free agents that are available to bring in. Um, and this is always fun to talk about when you're talking about free agents or trade possibilities. You know, Robbie and I really like to focus on the general manager aspect, as I'm sure a lot of people do. I think it's, I think it's a fun thing to do. So, so let's dive in. Um, I wanted to start with it. And I don't know, I, I don't know what particular order you want in. I'm super dumb and organized. I don't know why, so, but it doesn't matter. It's our podcast. We'll do whatever the hell we want.
2: I'm kind of so, organized. I'm kind of not, you
1: know, so, <laughs> semi-organized it, Rob it, over here. It's okay. <laughs> so I figured, let's uh i wanted to look at a couple starting pitchers and so i i have three on this list okay and i do have the Giants' starting pitching numbers last year and they weren't really good <laughs> you know um no, and, horrible and, and the thing is though is they lose drew smiley who's in atlanta now um uh, obviously jeff samarsha's gone which you know great but um uh, Logan Webb ended up being a big wild card, then a disappointment down the stretch. Tyler Anderson, they didn't. Uh, they non-tendered him, so he's gone now. The only for sure guys that we have back are Johnny Cueto and Kevin Gosman, who accepted the qualifying offer from the Giants, which I was really happy because, I mean, as you know, I was fighting and said, hey, bring back Kevin Gosman next year. I don't yeah. see why they wouldn't. Right. So he accepted the qualifying offer at, like, I think it's $18 million. Um, for this year yeah they got
2: they got him back for a little cheaper than i expected
1: yeah and he had a good year man and it's funny because i remember we did those over unders that he would get his era down to 3.5 and it was like at 4.5 and we're like no way he finished at 362 so no
2: he totally like (laughs) went above and beyond what we expected and and when he released that statement saying that hey even if i get traded i'll sign back i was at the time because the giants weren't really. They were in it, but they weren't as serious as they got. I'm like, God, trade this fool, man. We get some pieces back a little bit. Then we'll resign him. It's going to be great. Yeah. But, I mean, it got serious enough to where they couldn't afford to trade him because, hell, they, yeah. they, almost made the, they almost made the playoffs. So.
1: And they probably wouldn't have got a return that was good no. enough. Um, no. I mean, dude's 29. You know, he's, he's yeah. in prime right now. So Right. So, Cueto, Gosman. Um, are like the only two in the rotation for sure that will be back next year. Um, and,
2: and, and Webb, I'll, I'll say Webb will be in the rotation.
1: He probably will be, but I think it depends also on um, young guys and, and also seeing, you know, what is he, how's he going to look in the spring? Because he the first like two games, Logan two or three games, Logan Webb looked really good and then just fell flat on his face after that the rest of the season. So, so. I'll do you you know what I kind of I don't care who starts do you have any starting pitchers uh, that you would realistically like to see the Giants go after
2: well realistically we're talking realistically I have a couple guys here but one that I've been keeping my eye on the last couple years is a Jose Quintana from Chicago yep yeah he the Giants if you look right now they don't have any lefties they don't have any like Seth Corey is their lefty and he's in triple a I they don't have one, and you know in Chicago he you know he he's he was pretty good he was decent you know ERA in the low low to mid fours the last the last three years you know he's uh he's a back end guy you know he's not somebody who's going to go out and you know win you a playoff game I don't think but where they're at right right now and the Giants are going to have a, a a lot of money to throw around here in in in, in a year or so but. For The short term, you know, I could see him, you know, getting a one t- two year deal on, on the cheap, you know, especially because last year he missed most of last year because he, he had thumb surgery, he cut his thumb washing his ditches, some Jeremy Affelt shit.
1: Ouch!
2: Yeah, like awful. And then and then he comes back, has a starter two, and then he gets put on the IL for uh, you know, having inflammation in his left lat. So, but it was pretty much determined that it was, that was all pre- precautionary. So he should, he should be good to go to go this year. And it's kind of a situation where he can get one of those show me contracts and yeah. see what he's got, what he's got left. Cause yeah, he's like, I, I think he's, I think he's 30, 31. So
1: right, it,
2: it, yeah, it's coming, you know, right, right down to it for him. So they, that, that's one of the guys I've been looking at. Cause they really, really need some lefty help like big time.
1: Okay, good good name. Uh I looked at him too. I I didn't put him on his, on my list, but I mean yeah. Um I'll I'll say this and and hear me out. I I have <laughs> I have Trevor Bauer here, but he's not a realistic option for me. I don't think the Giants want to go out and give a gigantic contract out to a guy who yeah, he's what 29 30 Coming off a Cy Young year with the Reds, had a fantastic year. Um, I, I think he's going to end up going to either L.A. team. Uh, I, I know the Dodgers or the, or the Angels are going in hard on him. You got something to say? What do you want to say?
2: Well, he's on my list too, and, but same thing as you. I just don't see it happening at all.
1: I, I don't. I, I, <laughs> and, you know, although I've been a big, you know, hey, uh, you know, bring up your bats through the minors system, Uh, through the farm system and sign free agent arms i just don't i just don't see it happening this year especially with you know teams a little tight on money this year so i went in your direction too i wanted a lefty and it's i i don't know why he's not getting a lot of traction names wise but i would love to see james paxton in san francisco next year
2: i thought you were say john lester thank god (laughs)
1: oh dude come on if you follow me on twitter strangers out there uh, you know i'm i was anti john lester in 2014 okay so (laughs) right 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 um no james paxton dude's coming off a not so great year with the yankees he only started five games got hurt um struggled when he was in there had some velocity issues uh but this is a guy that is is pretty consistent every year he's uh you know in 2019, he had an ERA of 3.82, which is like an above-average ERA, but you got to factor half of those starts came in Yankee Stadium where it's a live ballpark. James Paxton's a very good pitcher when he's healthy, and the rumors that I'm seeing is, is like you said with Quintana, he might be in a showcase here where he may sign for just a year and mm-hmm. try and get one more big contract because he's 32 now. You, know, mm-hmm. you can still get a contract at maybe 33, 34 for a four- or five-year deal. Depending on how your previous season went, so um, I would love to see if the Giants can can bring in Paxton. Like you said, we need the uh, lefty starter um, who would probably insert right in and be our two or three starter.
2: Yeah, no kidding.
1: And um, <laughs> I'd throw two years, you know, thirty million at him. I'd give him fifteen a year as long as he's healthy. So
2: right, that to me that that's the biggest question because I don't fault him for his performance in Yankee Stadium because unless you're Masahiro Tanaka, who has any current longevity of kicking ass there? Mm-hmm. I, nobody. I mean, even Garrett Cole struggled mm-hmm. last year but yeah. by his standards.
1: Yes. And so I, I just I, – I like Paxton. He's a mid-to-high 90s guy when he's healthy. His last – I just want to leave with this. His last four years, his strikeouts per nine innings, 10.3, 11.7, 11.1, 11.5. He has dominant stuff. He's a swing if and miss guy. If he's healthy, bring him in, man. So – I hope so. That's what I got. I I would not mind that. Do Do you have any more uh, starting pitching ideas? I do. I
2: I I wrote down a little bit about Lester here about how much I didn't want him, but I'll get to that later. Yeah, same. (laughs) (laughs) I I swear to God. But uh, (laughs) no, the other guy I was was looking at was uh, Taiwan Walker because you know former Mariner. Yeah, he he had Tommy John uh, in in eighteen, and then I they had some trade last year with. Yeah, I think it was the Mariners, and I forget who was involved. But he he ended up in in Seattle.
1: And Wasn't he on Airs Didn't he go Seattle, Arizona, Seattle?
2: He went he went Arizona, Seattle, and they yeah. finished the, faced here last year in Toronto. He he got traded again That's last right. year.
1: That's right. That's right.
2: So and and so I'm I'm looking at his stuff. I'm seeing all the different team names, and I'm thinking, okay, well, I knew he was injured, but what was going on? You know, he had. 11 starts last year amidst all that four four and three with a 2.70 ERA. And, and yeah, it was the same deal. Like he was coming off a a big injury and, and I think he was getting eased back in in the rotation because I didn't write down what, how many innings he pitched. I forgot to write that down, but yeah, he had 11 starts. So he was out there and he, and he performed pretty, pretty well. So it's, it's kind of the, it's kind of the same deal with, uh, with a Quintana and um, Paxton, you know, we teams don't really know where he's at, come, especially coming off Tommy John. But from what I saw last year, you know, he, you know he, he's, he's still got it and, and he, he can come in and easily be a, a, four, a four or five. And if Logan Webb doesn't work out, maybe even a three, because he's yeah. a righty. He's a righty. And I'm, I'm more leaning towards we need lefty help big time right now. But, you know, he had a lot of hype. You know coming over when, when, when he was young, and it just hasn't worked out out for him for for a lot, a lot of injury reasons, but I think with where the giants are at right now, I don't see why they wouldn't at least you know bring him in and, and you know and, and take a stab at him
1: yeah, with the depth they have in their current system and I mean that from top to bottom, um, you can bring in anybody and at least give him a shot because they just don't they don't have the numbers of- they don't. They don't have a ton of starting pitching. They, like you said, Seth Corey is like the only guy that's probably a for sure fire. Th- I mean, they do uh, – Tyler B-
2: Sh- Sean Jelly, too. I mean, that's about Sean it. Jelly.
1: But I know Tyler Beatty is supposed to be healthy this year, too. He may get a shot back in the rotation, but who knows? I mean, yeah. who knows? Um, And also, before I go on to my guy um, and then we'll wrap up starting pitching, Um, you know, uh, I wonder if they could bring back – trevor cahill for a like a really cheap one year veteran contract you know because he was actually pretty Man. good last year when he was out there but i don't was. know just a thought yeah, he's going on that
2: brad penny uh you know adventure tour to end his career
1: <laughs> you know like <laughs> Man. same belly year, and all
2: yeah one year one year one year one year like holy shit he's still playing yeah he's, <laughs> he, he could be that guy
1: um all right here's here's my last guy and This is obviously like a, hey, just come help us out for a year, maybe two, um, because he's going to be 37 at the start of the season. And this is a name I never thought would be like, "Eh," because I've been been back and forth on this guy's whole career, but uh, Cole Hamels. He's going to be 37, struggled last year with the Braves. Um, he, I mean, he only pitched like one game. So, but yeah, I mean, struggle because he wasn't healthy. Um,
2: never, had, never had a chance.
1: Correct. But I mean, his last full year in 2019 with the Cubs, um, you know, he pitched 141 and two thirds, had a three-eight-one ERA, struck out 143 batters. So... Um, Obviously, if he's if he's healthy or even semi healthy, I, I wouldn't mind throwing a year at him and then maybe a second year team option. Uh, here's a guy who's made a ton of money over his career. Uh, it may not be about that at this point. Um, he wouldn't only, think. yeah. So maybe he just wants a shot. And uh, obviously, Cole Hamels has had a long and good career. Good career. Very good career. Four time All Star. Um, so, who knows? Uh, like I said, it, it all keeps coming, and I'm wearing it into the ground. But if he's healthy, why not? Um, maybe throw a year $12 million at him or something like that. And he's a lefty arm. Um, you know, so I, I'm all for bringing in lefty arms. They could have three or four lefty arms in a rotation. I'd be freaking happy with it. So, um, Well, yeah.
2: I mean, as of right now, they have zero, like we keep saying.
1: Exactly. So, it, that's why it, I kind of wanted to go after lefties. I got Paxton and Hamels on this list, right. you know
2: right right and then we I mean if we really wanted to we get throw Lester in there too even though we don't want him but we know the Giants have interest in him so they so so you can kind of see that they're, I think I'd rather, they're, they're I, thinking the same shit they're, they're thinking think the same shit we are
1: we are but I think I'd rather bring back uh Noah Lowry over John Lester yeah I mean uh, I don't want him yeah <laughs> hey hey the, the thing okay. is, realistically, though, dude, is is Lester's going to demand so much. He's going to be overpaid again, I think. And I, I want no part of that. No part of that.
2: Even at 36, like, somebody will overpay yeah. for him. They,
1: That's they why I'm saying, like, I really feel, because I've heard rumors about Paxton. Like, you, you, he may be wanting to look for, like, a one-year deal. Go pay him, and I don't think it's going to take much, you know. You can get him in the 10 to 14 range, someone there. I mean, it's kind of broad, but, you know, someone might outbid another team, and so – that, those, are, those are my options, so hey, good hey, hold stuff on. there. Hold on, hold on. Oh.
2: Do you remember, Yo, know, we were at Cole Hamill's last start <laughs> as a Philly, and the Giants fucked him up, and I will never forget that. That was the was night that, they was scored it 18, like
1: 18 runs or whatever. It was like 18-1, to 1, 22 hits, which was a, at the time AT&T Park record.
2: Yes, and that um, was Cole Hamble's last start as a
1: Philly. And he just got rocked. Uh, <laughs> Pence with the opposite field uh, grand slam. That was, Panic. that was a lot of fun.
2: Panic had two home runs that
1: night. Panic, he went deep twice. Yeah, that was a fun game, man. Yeah. <laughs> <We laughs> good, good seats for that. Um, all right, so let's kind of move on because uh, I don't want to spend too long on, on starting pitchers. So next I went after uh, relief pitchers. And this could be, you know, Seven, eighth, or ninth inning, guys. Whatever. I only have two, which is good because I don't want to. I don't want to go too long. So, um, do you want to start? Or you want me to start?
2: Well, here's my take on, on the bullpen situation. I really have no idea what direction the, the team wants to go in in terms of bullpen arms. I really don't. I've mm-hmm. I've never been more confused than I am with these guys. But because last year they didn't spend a dime on the bullpen. No, and almost nothing, got in. <laughs> nothing, nothing. I mean, they, they took the entire Rivercats bullpen, except for Trevor Gott and Tony Watson, and threw them into the major leagues. They they really did. But but so, really, I had a hard time, you know, thinking about this and thinking what direction they're going to go. I put down a couple that I would love to see on, on this team, and I think could be – they get reasonably cheap, and that's Kirby Yates and Brad Hand. You know, that's kind of where okay. I'm at
1: yeah yeah
2: I don't I really I don't know what they're thinking I have no idea
1: well and also um you know y- Yates maybe yeah because it's uh, I like I like Kirby Yates and Brad Hand too yeah I mean he's had several good years in in Cleveland but Yates is interested me because I think he's younger um and well, I don't know why I'm drawing a blank right now who did they bring in? who did the uh, Padres bring in at the end of their bowl or they had Pomeranz closing right no, they had Trevor Rosenthal. Dar oh, Rosenthal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Rosenthal. So, kind of, Yates got kind of, you know, like, forgotten about, I feel like. Well, he got hurt. Um, well, whatever, Rob. You know, <laughs> when you get hurt, you get forgot about, you know? So,
2: And that the episode was
1: going smooth until then.
2: And the Giants don't have a closer.
1: <laughs> they don't, but they did. And, you know, I'm not 100% against this because it was only, like, 700 grand. They did tender Trevor Gott and bring him back. Because here's the thing.
0: Yeah.
1: Did he implode – through a phase last year absolutely yeah um but he has stuff he has yeah. stuff and he's only 27 like i don't know i i want to see trevor got like through spring training and if his stuff's on you know he, he probably deserves a spot in that pen i'm not saying as the closer or whatever but um you know and and wadi peralta showed good stuff last year and
2: um, yeah i, I liked him i did
1: yeah and, and- harlan harlan garcia is back right
2: yeah, well, see, he was my wild card going into last year because he was yeah. really, he was really good with the Marlins, yeah. and he showed, and he and he showed the same thing with it with the Giants. So, I think that I think that that that's a guy that they might have some deeper plans for that we don't know about.
1: But, so here's, yeah, go ahead. but, Sorry. but
2: yeah, but yeah, with God, I, I'm I'm with you. Like he just can't be the closer. I I think he's Correct. good. I think he can't be it, the closer.
1: So here's the thing: they have some guys that are not old that could fill those middle innings. Um, so. Mm-hmm. Who knows? I, I, I'm, I'm, you know, anxious to see that move forward, but, um, I would love, I don't who are, know. Who are you thinking? Who are you thinking? Who am I thinking? I have like two guys. I my two names are like on opposite sides of the spectrum. And again, I don't know if this is realistic because he's probably been the best closer in baseball the last two years. And that's Liam Hendricks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, I love Liam Hendricks. My, no, I, you know, I, he's I can awesome. Prove. Um, dude throws hard uh he he, again he has he's been the he's been the best closer in baseball last two years now the the,
2: kangaroo captain kangaroo
1: yep uh the australian assassin um but you know the thing is is how much is he going to demand because he's a free agent closer who a lot of people will will want his services and you know i'm looking at comparable contracts here um for closers and like First of all, I still can't believe this. Like Kenley Jansen's going to get paid 20 million this year. Um Good for him. <laughs> uh Araldus Chapman 17.2, Kate Craig Kimbrell, who uh, hasn't been like great in a couple years is getting 16. So, I'm yeah. just I'm just trying to look at that cuz I th- I think Liam Hendricks is what is he 30 31? Um think so. so he's right in his prime right now and um I guess the Mets are interested in him, but I would like to think that a lot of people are interested in Liam Hendricks. He's probably gonna—he's probably gonna yield about eighteen to twenty a year, probably well, for a three or four-year deal.
2: Well, and guess what? I'm pretty sure Liam Hendricks isn't interested in the Mets, so probably not. we gotta, yeah, we gotta hang on to but,
1: that. But here's my big one. Here's my one big thing. You know, San Francisco is only like twelve miles west of the Coliseum, so he wouldn't have to move. He wouldn't really I- have to move.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not sure how Australians are about re- relocating, but, <laughs> but yeah, you're right. If they, you know, it's right up the road. And but the thing we gotta remember with bullpen arms, and I don't know if it's fair or what, but
1: I know, I know what you're gonna say.
2: They are always last. They're they're always last. They're the last guys to get signed always.
1: Well, and I know, I know. Um... I know he's not around anymore. My God, why can't – I am just losing – on play. who's our last general manager? Got fired. I can't think of his name right now. Bobby, Bobby Evans. Bobby Evans. I know Bobby Evans isn't around anymore, but you got to think the Giants as an organization have that Mark Melanson contract still just sitting around in their heads rent free, you know. So I don't know if they'd want to overpay for a closer. They probably it. And And like we said previously, they have a ton of young arms who, hey, maybe we can just, you know, bring one up naturally or, or guys that we brought in last year are really cheap that could end up being the guy and you know maybe that's like a Sam Selman or a, you know who knows
2: you know yeah probably probably not Sean Anderson unless we're uh, trying to you know
1: oh good god
2: th- throw hands but yeah
1: <laughs> do you have another uh relief pitcher idea you you know what
2: not really but I did I did I did write down I would like to bring back Tony Watson so
1: yeah and he you know Man, he was like the one constant in that pen, you know, not even just last year, but the last two years, I would say. And I like I mean, Tony Watson. He's what, 36 now, 37? 36, yep. Yeah, so, and, and I'll, I'll kind of use that into my, my next guy, because I only had two guys down here. Um, right. I, and I threw
2: both mine out at the same time. I shouldn't have done that, but whatever.
1: No, no, no. I don't <laughs> Kid me. Here, here's one. Ready? Greg Holland. Yeah.
2: Greg Holland, you know, he's trying to resurrect his career, right? You know, he was with the Rockies he, last year.
1: Right? Well, he went back to Kansas city this last oh, year and actually had a right, pretty right, damn right, good right. year, dude. He, yeah, had, right. he A one nine one ERA in 28 and a third innings. He had six saves. Um, yeah. Like he was, he was not bad. His strikeout stuff's not as great as it used to be, but it's still respectable. It's pushing 10 per nine. Um, so I don't know. I mean, he's 35 now. Uh if you can bring him in for for cheap, give him, you know, he's a big veteran name, three time All Star. Maybe I don't know one year, six seven mil. I don't know. But but belt. but a guy but a guy that could be, you know, I would uh, obviously he's going to come in and be like, hey, you're at least going to be our hold guy. Like you have an opportunity to close. So who knows? That was my other name. Okay, I can see it. So all right, are we good on relievers? Do you have any? I think we're good on relievers. I feel you know. I'm usually a guy that's like, I, I wanted to go into this realistic, and now I'm looking at my list and I'm like, fuck, dude. I chose kind of some big names that are like not realistic, but whatever. Who cares?
2: Well, I mean, I mean, I, I I threw kicked around names like I got like Brad Peacock, who's a who's a a pure middle middle relief guy. Yeah. But but he was hurt last year, so I I don't I don't know. Like relievers are very very interesting because they have a good year, they have a shit year, they have a good year, they have a shit year. Like I mean, there is no real consistency with with, with relievers, and that's why. We have to talk about how, you know, lucky the Giants were for all those years. they had Casillo, Romo, Athel, Dude, all, yes. Lopez. They were all consistent for like five, six years. That does not happen with relievers. It just doesn't and, happen. And
1: when they do with, you know, multiple arms like that, if guys are even good for two to three years consistently, like you're going to be successful. And shit, that showed. Uh, you know, that showed. Um, so that's a great point, actually, that you say. Because it's hard for relievers to string together consecutive yeah great seasons
2: it's a tough mentality because you know they all all those guys came up as starting pitchers they did yeah. and it's a it's a transition for all of them that's why I think you see so much you know
1: transition uh,
2: yeah man it's tough up and down yeah very tough
1: um do you have any infield options so so last year I mean let's look at this we had Longori on the left side who up and down, started off the season on the I.L. When he came back, provided some pop. He was okay. Um, and then, obviously, at short, Crawford got going midseason. But, you know, we've still been – it's like he's he's getting paid so much money and, and isn't the player he used to be. And, um, obviously, the big surprise was – and I don't mean this literally because he's got an awful glove at second base, but Donovan Solano, right. who – Man, he was just a hitting machine last year and he was, it was man. it was nice to have him hitting and and um obviously at first base we got our best friend Brandon Belt.
2: Yeah, our boy. Um
1: who who is in the last year of his con- he's going into the last year of his contract. No, so
2: it's very sad, very sad.
1: <laughs> but but hey, if if Brandon Belt wants to go out and have a contract year, I'm all for it.
2: Yeah. That means I, we I'm, can
1: flip his ass in July.
2: Uh, right, or <laughs> we can give him another 45-year contract and uh, do it all again. Oh, good,
1: oh, good God. Oh, God. <laughs> you know, we're Kings fans. We're Sacramento <laughs> Kings fans. And this is probably an over uh comment or comparison because Brandon Belt's probably, you know, had the better career. But is Brandon Belt not Jason Thompson? <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, dude, don't. Brandon Belt made it all. He made an all-star game, okay? Like, he did. So no, I know, never, I know. Never, never again. We will never <laughs> do that to Brandon Bell again because that's not fair. Jason Thompson, <laughs> I was at the game when he shot the ball over the hoop against the Cavs, and he blocked me at halftime. <laughs> halftime oh, on Twitter because I said he was the worst basketball player I had ever seen.
1: All right, all right, all right. So, so like, I have, I have three, again. I have three names for the infield, okay. and I think one of them's maybe realistic. Um, so I won't even spend too much of time here, but, and here, here we go again, Doug picking a popular name that he said he wants to be realistic, but it's not. Number one is DJ LeMahieu. Oh <laughs> mean, like, come on, dude, nah. not, not going to happen. Um, cause, uh, but I guess like he's, he's, uh, you know, the Yankees want to bring him back. He's been fantastic the last couple of years. But we, you know, the thing that's, that's crazy about markets is, um, we knew D.J. LeMahieu was legit when he was in Colorado, and then nobody knew who he was, but then he goes to the Yankees and everybody's like, D.J. LeMahieu. Yeah. It's like, well, I mean, sorry nobody watches, you know, Colorado Rocky baseball outside of Denver or the NLS. West. Right. Um, uh, and another one I had, uh, again, probably really unrealistic, it was D.D. Gregorius. Um, wow. I know. You should see the looks Robbie's giving me right now. <laughs> <laughs> But, hey, dude, could you imagine D.D. hitting – you know, he's 30 years old. Um, I think he got paid like 14 mil last year in Philly. He is an unrestricted free agent. I don't know if he wants to return to Philly or if he wants a new setting because uh, Philly is a hitter-friendly yard. But the dude hits, you know, 270, every year, and he's, his power has come along in the last few years. It's crazy.
0: Yeah, um,
2: but, you know, the Giants, unfortunately, are kind of saddled with another left-handed hitting shortstop.
1: I'll, I, you know, at this point in the career, I'll take Didi Gregorius over Brandon Crawford. Yes. I,
2: yes, I would too. But I mean, does we
1: tell, well, Crawford? this obvious, this obviously mm-hmm. happens if like, Hey, we got a suitor for Brandon Crawford, but it's probably not likely. So whatever, you know? Okay. Here's a realistic option. You ready for this one? Okay. Eric. Sogard.
2: That's realistic. I mean, I think he play for the uh, ports right now if he got offered.
1: <laughs> hey, but I'm serious. Like, I don't know. Like, Sogard can play anywhere in the infield. Um, I'm trying to bring up his his numbers, and he wouldn't. He probably wouldn't cost anything. Okay, um, you know, like we're trying to get three players to replace Giambi here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so uh, Sogard's 34. Um, you know, didn't hit very well in Milwaukee this year, but the last few years before that, he was okay. Um, I don't know. He's just a serviceable guy that can play anywhere. He's played some outfield, too. So, I, right. I love platoon guys. I love platoon guys that can play anywhere. Um, I guess I'm just not it, – it, this is not for an everyday thing. Trust me. Like, right. like, Donovan Solano needs to be in the lineup this year. And, and I'm not – I'm not saying, like, Solano's the guy moving forward. Like, it was a 60-game stretch. I'm not, like, 100% sold that, like, Sol- Solano's, like, the guy long-term for the Giants. I'm not. But um, right. it would be nice to bring in someone that can, hey, Longoria got hurt. We can put in a veteran like Sogard at third or even at short because Crawford's in his, you know, annual slump. <laughs> but, you know, it's – I don't yep. know. I figured this was like a really realistic option because he's a veteran who's – you know, he could probably get brought in. He might even get brought in on a minor league deal and cost the Giants near to nothing. So
2: Yeah, no, Sogard could very well come in on a minor league deal for a lot of teams. And I, and I think he would embrace that because, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not the biggest so- Sogard fan, but, but yeah. Neither he, am I. But, but, he, but he can play everywhere, and, yeah, he would come cheap. but Exactly. But but the, but the guy I was looking at, you know, well, a couple guys, you know, both y- y- utility guys, but the first one is uh, Tommy Lastella.
1: And, oh my God, I feel so stupid because I actually I love Tommy Lestella and wow, I just skipped right over his name. Yeah, you right.
2: I, you know, he's a, you know, he doesn't have, a hip of power or nothing like that, but, he, but he's a career 274 hitter, mm-hmm. you know, career, career 371 on base percentage, which, which is pretty good. You know, he he's on base. He's, he seems like a, like, like a far on target. And yeah, he can play, he can play left field, right field, uh, second base, first base. You know, shortstop. He's played literally everywhere in, in his career, and but yeah, the only the only thing that I that might hold the Giants back from pursuing him is is that he doesn't hit for a lot of power, and they seem to be gung ho on, on on power. But but he but he's thirty one, so he's got he's got years left, and but yeah, there's, but he's a guy. Yeah, play anywhere he can get he can get on base. But since he doesn't hit for power, I threw in Marvin Gonzalez, which is like. Mm. This, uh, he's another ut- utility guy, you yeah. know. A career, a career 261 hitter, doesn't quite get on base as much as as they would probably like. You know, 317 in, in his career, but and, he, and he's he's played in some pretty top-heavy lineups, some pretty thick lineups with Houston and Minnesota. But yeah, he he can you know he can play all all over the field, and um, you know the Giants have been linked to him now for like two three years for what. For reasons I don't really know, and it never happens. So he's just he's just a guy I've always kind of have my have my eye on coming to coming out here because I, I I'm with you. Like I think Solano has to play, but I think they really got to be ready to have a, a replacement for him because you know I don't know if they're ready to give Dubon that responsibility. You know he's still a project. You know you know in the outfield, but they seem very determined to make him an outfielder. But I think eventually he will be the everyday second baseman, but not yet. They aren't there yet with with Dubon. So they need a guy like LaStella or, or, you know, or, or Gonzalez who, who can come in there and be, be that insurance for when Solano eventually takes that nosedive that we think he's going to have.
1: Well, you absolutely win the infield round because I uh, – <laughs> it's just <embarrassing. laughs> I You know, and, and I mean this honestly. Like, i, I I'm honest. I, I love the thought of Tommy and Stella at second base. Um, and I just totally forgot about his name. Um, but, yeah, that would be – that would be sweet if we could bring him. But you bring up Mauricio Dubon. Um, and as we know – and I, I think you kind of are too with me. Like, I love Mauricio Dubon. I, I think he uh, – a modern-day player. Yeah. I think he could be an everyday guy. Um, he's still young. What is he, 26 now? 27, seven? Eighty? Young kid. Um. Came up early too with with, with the Brewers. Yeah, and uh, he started off really slow this last season, but man, he, the last forty games, like he he played really well. And then he they they moved him out to center, which was a struggle at first, but then like he became actually a very serviceable center fielder. And so if you yes. can get Dubon playing, and, and I I agree with you, I think long term they would like Dubon at second, but he is he's young. He's athletic. Like, hey, if you're working in center field, which is a very, very important defensive position, and you can make it work, then we're going to keep running you out there. And I, I love to see, you know, like a guy in Dubon maxing out, maybe hitting two in that order. I think he'd be a great two-hitter for the Giants. I think but, so, too. Um, so, you know, some outfield options. Here's the thing. I'm not necessarily sure they need a ton of outfield help, even though – because, I mean – if Dubon's working out there we have him excuse me um you have a guy that we know now is a i i don't want to say he's a star but he's he's become a household name especially out here and Mike who made the all MLB second team had a fantastic year he's done it back to back years now so it's like Mike Strymski's a dude he can play um and then man if he could just stay healthy like when Austin Slaters out there on the field He's good. He's good. We just got to, got to keep him healthy. So I don't know if, if they need a ton of help in the outfield, if they want to maybe bring in a guy for depth. um, And I'm just embarrassed because I got two more names on here that are like, you know, Doug, what are you thinking? Like you're better than this. Um, I go ahead. I'll just say, I got Michael Brantley and Nick Marquez. Okay. And, and here's the thing. They, they, they don't necessarily go with the power narrative. Like Brantley can hit for some power. Right. But these are dudes that uh, see I'm more of an uh, of a guy that gets on base average guy more than just pure power that strikes out, you know, 130 times a year like
2: Yeah, me too. Brantley
1: and Marcakis consistently hit 282 9300 um and they they're spray hitters and they're just freaking consistent, man. And uh I know Marcakis is actually still he's I think he's going to be 37 this season, but like still pretty good defensively. Um this would uh, – but these guys, you know, it's maybe not realistic. They're probably going to, you know, go start for a team somewhere. Um, I think that this would be brought in if – or, like, one of these dudes would be brought in if they really force Dubon back to the infield and Solano maybe gets moved to third. And I don't know, maybe somebody wants to take on Longoria or move him to the bench. Yeah. Um, But who knows? I don't know. I just – I've loved Michael Brantley for years when he's healthy, and then Nick Markakis is just fun because he's a consistent hitter. So, you know, those are my two guys. True.
2: Now, I don't quite see an outfield that consists of, uh, you know, Dickerson, Yaz, Slater, (laughs) and 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 Dubon. Like I don't, and just because the injury issues with Dickerson and Slater over the years. You know, I always
1: forget I, about Dickerson too. It's crazy. You,
2: you know, I don't, I don't see that as a championship outfield. I think it's, it's a good outfield, but so I, I think there is work to be done there, you know, and, and, the, you know, Elliot Ramos and um, you know, Hunter Bishop there, you know, they're not quite ready to come up yet. Cause I, I, I do like them. Yeah. But, but I think for the, for this year, I got one option who I think is really, really like could legitimately happen than, than a a pipe dream. But, but the first one is, uh, is Jock Peterson. And, Hmm. you know, know, he's a lefty with power and you just, you just know, you just know that something's going to happen to Dickerson. You just do. And, you know, they're, they're going to, they're gonna miss his power when he's not in there, and a guy like a guy like Peterson can really fill that void. You know, he's, you know, he's a career. You know, three thirty six on base on base percentage. It's not it's not great, but you know he knows the division very well, and he hasn't. I never I never felt like he got the the opportunities in in L A. that I thought he really deserved because they. Because the the thing with the Dodgers is was you know they were always looking to one up themselves always, and Peterson, I mean, he, it was like he was in a, he's made in a baseball lab like he's got he's got all the tools, and but they were always trying to somehow go go above him, so I I, I could see I could see him go you know, come coming out here for for a one-two-year contract to provide some depth. You know, he's, he's from Palo Alto. So that's what I'm saying. I think it's realistic. It could happen. And the Dodgers have no desire to bring him back, from what I understand. And, but yeah, but, but it's, it's mostly because of Slater and Dickerson's health. Because I like, I like both of them as well, but I just don't see them being out there for 162. So I think depth yeah. is, is a huge, huge thing. You know, a thing they need to address. But, yeah, my, my big guy, game, game changer, won't happen, but would be Marcelo Ozuna.
1: Oh, man, I would love that. Uh,
2: I mean, huh. eight, 18 bombs last year in, in the shortened season, 56 oh. RBIs. You know, he's a three thirty five career on-base percentage, two seventy six career hitter, you know, at average with all that power. I mean, that, that, that's pretty rare these days. You know, if, usually if you're bringing that kind of power, you're hitting, like, two thirty. These days, you know, unless you're like Mookie Betts or something or some, somebody like that, but but yeah, he's he's an expensive piece. But I think if the Giants are if, if they're serious about competing and contending w- w- with the Dodgers, I mean, I think you need a, a guy like that in in your lineup because you know I don't I don't know if you can keep up for for 162 if you're trotting out you know Dickerson and Slater. And Dubon and, and and those guys because they, like like I said they're just not re- reliable health health wise and and you really we don't know if, if if Yaz can can keep up with with the pace that he has going I mean he's great you know he's been great but man I mean our our expectations of him now were, I mean could they could they be any higher I mean you know he's he's the most exciting thing we've had since since Posey came up really.
1: Yeah, that's true. Sure. And you know the thing Eddie's, is too is
2: And he's like 30, so
1: he's he's 30 right now. Yeah, but the thing is too you bring up Ozuna. Um yeah, I'd love to have a guy like Marcelo Ozuna. And if you have the option or if you had the choice like if I'm going to overpay for an arm, especially in this off season um with like we said at the beginning, you know, uh revenue took a hit this year for obvious reasons. Right. But if you're going to if you're going to pay you know, a big contract like I'd probably bring in a guy that plays every day right now um, Absolutely. over a guy that throws every five days. So, mm-hmm. and even though, even though, yeah, you look at the giants needs, they need a, they need a starting pitcher more than they do need an outfielder, but right, good right. point. Like you said, um, you can't trust the health of, you know, a guy like Dickerson. And I, I forgot to even mention Alex Dickerson, who, is, <laughs> who was pretty good last year. And I like Alex Dickerson.
2: Oh, me too. But yeah, he,
1: but yeah. And the great thing is they, you know, I believe he was one of the tenders they brought back for super cheap, yeah, like two mil t- or something like that. He attended. Yeah. So, but it's like, uh, you know, you, you want all the depth you can in the outfield. Um, to add on what you're saying, and and uh, Ozuna is a power guy who's who's not a bad defender either out there. And um, man, that would be sweet. But who knows? Uh, who knows if it's realistic? Because th- that guy's going to be Garner, and probably he's 30 right now. Mm-hmm. He's gonna at least get two hundred mil, I would assume. So. Probably,
2: probably. He, he's 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 basically on that on that Trevor Bauer level to me, to where yeah. I, I don't I don't see it, but but man, like it it's it, it's definitely uh I think it's a need if they're gonna contend.
1: Well I'm glad you said that because I, I kinda wanted to weigh it, like of, of who out there's gonna get paid this offseason. And it's like, would you rather have Trevor Bauer, or would you rather have Marcelo Azuna? Mm-hmm. I'd probably go with Ozuna.
2: Yeah, I mean he's gonna help you every day and exactly. And you have to score runs to to compete in, in that division. I mean it that that division is never has never been better. I'll say between the Padres and the Dodgers and I mean those are I think they're they're two top five teams in the league right now. I I really believe that.
1: Yeah, it's a tough division and I mean like the uh, you know the Rockies aren't pushovers. So no, um, it's it's a tough division. So. I'm just kidding. Um, Well, Rob, thanks for joining. As always. uh, I love talking this stuff. I feel like you were a little more prepared than I was. So good for you. (laughs) Um, But no, it's, it's good. It's, it's good to talk about the stuff. And, and you know, if you're a Giants fan and just listening to this stuff kind of gets the brain rolling. you can call me an idiot. You can, you can say, Hey, we had some good ideas, but at least it gets you talking. And so, you know, remember if you're on social media, talk with us about it on Twitter. Uh, remember, we're trying to get Giants chatter, the Facebook group on um, – the Facebook group on Facebook. We're trying to get that going <laughs> as well. Um, we just want to – we want to communicate with you guys. We want to talk Giants baseball with you guys. So, yes. um, make sure you're staying involved. Uh, Rob, any uh, closing thoughts before we wrap it up?
2: No, not really. But uh, I think we are uh, kind of approaching that, that – that- a point with, with, with the Giants. You know, we, I kind of talked about it last week where, you know, our expectations are, are, are up now. And it's, just, it's really interesting to see how the front office is going to, you know, try to meet their expectations as opposed to the fans because, you know, I don't think they're the same. You know, as good as the Giants did last year, you know, they they didn't really spend money like they were going to compete or even be in in the position they were in so it, it's gonna be interesting to see where they think they're at they're at now because as fans you know we think oh shit well they were right there last year well let's, let's fucking do it we're right there but just to, to see where they believe that they're at as a franchise it's gonna be very interesting these, these next few weeks i'm really really excited
1: yeah, and I've been, I've been saying for a couple of years, I think 2022 is kind of where we want to look because um, yeah. you know, we're going to have young guys that are up by then that are, you know, for sure pieces moving forward um, in the Giants uh, organization. And, you know, who knows? There's a possibility by 22 that, I mean, they would be unless they were signed that, uh, you know, Belt and Crawford's contracts are off, off the books. So right. next season could be a big offseason for the Giants especially if everything goes normal this year and fans are allowed back and they can bring in normal revenue, you know, who knows then next year, they can go spend some money on some arms or whatever. So, yeah. So we're excited moving forward. Um, You know, we'll, uh, we'll get together again in the next few days and um, talk some more giants baseball. So, Thanks for joining us. Make sure you're following us on all our social and staying connected uh, for Say Hey Doug and Say when Hey Rob. Go Giants. Go Giants. To Go giants.
2: It's fine, baby. Every time the chips
1: are done. It's fine, baby. History's in the making at Candlestick Park.